0: when you decide you're the cause of my problem, I then deal with my feelings like they're facts. And I look at the situation like this. Fact one, I'm having feelings. Fact two, you just did something. Fact three, my feelings must be coming from the thing you just did. Then I put my faith in that logic, but that's not what's really going on. I'm telling myself what the problem is, but I'm wrong. So, what we need to do is focus on what we want, not what we don't want. Hi, I'm Barb Nangle. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole Life Lessons from 12 Step Recovery, where I help people heal their emotional, psychological, and spiritual wounds and make deep, lasting changes in their lives. I'm the founder and CEO of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting LLC, where I coach people on how to develop healthy boundaries. On this podcast, I share my experience, strength, and hope from recovery. I don't support or endorse any particular 12-step recovery fellowship, and I don't claim to speak for any particular 12-step fellowship. I also don't believe that 12-step recovery is the only way to recover. You might need additional help. My hope is that you'll find my words concretely helpful in improving your life, whether you're in recovery or not. This is episode 163. Feelings aren't facts, but they're still real and they matter. There's a thing that people in recovery sometimes say, which really used to fucking piss me off, which is feelings aren't facts. And okay, that may be true on the face of things, but the reason it pissed me off was that I know my feelings are real. I'm having them. They feel real. And I just didn't get it when people said this. Usually when I heard it said, it was said in a sort of accusatory fashion, like, how dare you have those pesky feelings? They're not facts. As time has gone on and I've gotten a better handle on my feelings, I've come to understand better what is meant by feelings aren't facts. Before recovery, I used to let my feelings rule my life. If I didn't feel like doing something, I didn't. If I was afraid of doing something, I didn't do it. If I felt like indulging in a hot fudge Sunday, I did. What I've come to understand is that just because you feel something doesn't mean you have to act on it. I think a large part of my problem before recovery was Was that I'd have a feeling and I'd act on it regardless of the consequences, regardless of the logic. That is, I let my lizard brain be in control rather than my human brain. I was a reactor rather than an actor in my life. I wasn't living on purpose. And In this case, I was reacting to my feelings, not to the situation at hand. You might say I was reacting to feelings, not facts. And what I now know from going through the process of recovery is that many of the feelings that I've had, even though they're real, I experienced them and they matter to me. They were often based in the past rather than what was currently going on in my life. Because I grew up in a dysfunctional family, that resulted in me experiencing trauma, but I didn't even know that until I got into recovery. And what I've learned is that the main kind of trauma that I experienced is called relational trauma. That is, it wasn't the result of a particular traumatic event like a hurricane or a severe beating or a being in a war. It was the kind of trauma that results from unmet needs or being continually emotionally invalidated and gaslighted by my family. The thing about being a victim of trauma is that you're more easily triggered by things in the present because they're mindful of things in the past. So that means that I'm going to have some big feelings about things that are happening in the present. That are often way out of proportion to what's actually happening. And that's because their feelings, they are feelings that are related to the trauma of the past, which is why those feelings are so big. I always knew that I seemed to feel things much more profoundly than others around me, or at least as long as I can remember, I knew that. Now I understand more about trauma. I think of it like this it's almost like, The trauma creates a fault line. And when something happens in the present that just sort of nicks the trauma fault line, it causes this reverberation that goes down to the soul level. And the way that that is expressed is through our feelings. The problem is when you don't know any of that is going on and something happens in the present moment that triggers you that nicks your fault line, like say it's a person doing something, you think it's them. You think they're the cause of these big giant feelings you're having, or the thing they just did is the cause of these big giant feelings. And you think that them stopping the thing they're doing is going to make the feeling go away. But what's really going to help the feeling is dealing with the original trauma. That is going to help you get those feelings be more right-sized. I say all this because these feelings are real. They do matter. They tell us something about ourselves. But where we get into trouble is when we act as if it's a fact that your feeling is coming from the current day person doing whatever is is they're doing. When the problem is actually the trauma from the past that hasn't been healed. When you decide you're the cause of my problem, I then deal with my feelings like they're facts, and I look at the situation like this. Fact one, I'm having feelings. Fact two, you just did something. Fact three, my feelings must be coming from the thing you just did. Then I put my faith in that logic, but that's not what's really going on. I'm telling myself what the problem is, but I'm wrong. So, what we need to do is focus on what we want, not what we don't want. What do I mean when I say that? When we're having big feelings, we're acting on them as if they are facts. We're focusing on what we don't want, which is the fucking feeling. We don't want to feel that feeling. We want it to go away. Instead, if we want to live our lives on purpose, we focus on what we do want. Personally, what I want Is peace. That means I need to ask myself, what do I need to do in this present situation to get to peace? Focusing on other people and what they're doing is not going to get me to peace. It's going to get me focusing on other people. I'm not going to get to peace that way because I can't control other people. What I can control is me. Now, I'm not saying you need to control your feelings. I'm saying to actually feel your feelings, allow them to exist rather than resisting them. Because that resistance is much more of a problem than the actual feeling. Feelings are energy, which continually morphs and changes. But we're afraid that our big, giant feelings are going to last forever. We're afraid that they're never going to go away, which is why we resist them, which just makes them bigger. And for many of us, another thing that makes our feelings so huge is not just that they're related to the past and the trauma of the past, but that we've been trying to avoid them all this time. My experience is that my resistance to feelings makes them so much fucking worse. And the amount of pressure that is created by the resistance of feelings brings about all kinds of negative impact. Realistically, feelings are energy. They're based on emotion, which is energy in motion. And energy, by its very nature, morphs and changes. So if we let the feeling happen rather than trying to restrict it or resist it, and if we let the emotion go through us, it will dissipate. But if we resist it, it builds and it creates all kinds of tension in our bodies. So we want to allow ourselves to feel those feelings, but we don't want them to rule our lives. When we allow our feelings to rule our lives, that's called emotional intoxication. And where we're headed in recovery is emotional sobriety. So it's true that feelings aren't facts, and we should not allow our feelings to rule our lives. We should allow them to inform us, but not to the exclusion of the thinking part of our brains especially if those feelings are rooted in the past. One of my friends from Recovery says, feelings aren't evidence of truth. They're evidence of what I put my faith in. That is the lies I tell myself. So here's an example of this whole feelings thing from a sponsee of mine. We've been working together for four years now and I've seen her fear lessen and lessen and lessen over time. And what I've heard her say a number of times is that she realizes now that every single decision she has made that has anything to do with her livelihood was based on fear. She thought she wanted to follow a certain side hustle for years because she enjoyed it. She now realizes that it was entirely based on fear. She thought that she'd be safe if she pursued that. Some of that safety was about financial stability, but mainly it was about what others thought of her. She thought she needed to prove to others that she could hack it, that if she did that, they'd respect her, they'd think highly of her and want to be like her. And if she pursued that, to excellence, of course, but she knows now that all those years it was really about fear. She was going away from what she didn't want, which was fear. And now she allows herself to feel her fear, honor her fear, but it doesn't rule her life. She's discovered many things about herself that she didn't know before recovery about what she likes, what she doesn't like, what she wants, and what she really needs. That means she started attracting friendships with people who like the authentic woman she is now. She has true connections with others. And she isn't riddled with the fear the way that she was before. And she has a relationship with a higher power now that she didn't have before, which has also taken away a lot of her fear. Now, I'll leave you with this. It's important to honor your feelings. You were given feelings for a reason, but it's also important to make sure you're not treating them as facts. They're not necessarily indicators of what's really going on. You won't know for sure until you've done some investigating. If your feelings are way out of proportion, it's extremely light, unlikely that you're going to be able to do any of that kind of investigating. And it's also extremely likely that they're way out of proportion because you're dealing with some kind of trauma. If that's the case, I highly encourage you to seek the help of a therapist. And if you do, please be sure to seek out someone who is well-versed in the treatment of trauma, because that matters when you're in therapy. If you're ready to finally have an enjoyable, relaxing summer doing things you really want to do, instead of always following other people's agendas, I have some openings for private clients right now. If you are really tired of saying yes to things you really don't want to do and being overly accommodating to others, this is for you. It's time to start accommodating yourself. Maybe you're dissatisfied with your relationships and overwhelmed with all kinds of difficult feelings because of your interactions with others. If you'd like to get your life in order before the summer hits, go to barbchat.net and sign up for a free 30-minute call with me about my private coaching so we can get started right away. That way, you'll be done by summer. This is for people who are finally ready to make deep, lasting changes in their relationship patterns, including their relationships with themselves, their partners, family, friends, and colleagues. Go to barbchat.net. If you like this podcast, and I'm guessing you did or you wouldn't still be listening, then you're gonna love the other things I have to offer. If you'd love pre-release podcast scripts and episodes before anyone else gets them, or if you'd love access to content from my private vault that I developed exclusively for my private clients, which is like having a work session with me without me actually being there, go to patreon.com slash higher power coaching. There are three tiers ranging from as low as $4 up to $24 a month. You'll also love my weekly newsletter, Friday Fragments, which has content very similar to the podcast. You can check it out at fridayfragments.news. That's fridayfragments.news. Please like and subscribe to my podcast on your favorite podcast outlet, I'd also love it if you'd leave a review, which you can do either in the show notes or on Apple Podcasts. It really helps other people find my podcast so they can get the benefits you've gotten from listening. If someone came to mind when you listened to this particular episode, please share it with them. And my favorite place to hang out on social media is Instagram. I'm at Coaching. Please DM me there. I'd love to hear what you got from this episode. I run group and private coaching programs on building healthy boundaries. Whether you need help with boundaries in your personal, professional, or romantic life, I can help. Head on over to barbchat.net where you can hop onto my calendar for a free 30-minute Better Boundaries consultation. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change. If that's you, I would love to work with you. My goal with all my work is is to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. Remember, it's never too late to recover. No one is beyond hope and healing is possible. Thanks for listening.